going to talk about what I'm not going to talk about the Victoria's Secret model with Down syndrome. Oh, oh okay. Oh. <laughs> I, Sophia Hirao from Brazil. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't, I'm just curious. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Sophia Hirao with uh, J-I-R-A-U. Well, I mean. All things considered. <laughs> sure. All things considered. This is. From here down. <laughs> yes. Right? Sure, yeah. But I'm not saying she didn't have a pretty face. Sure, right. All I'm saying is this feels wrong. Of course. This feel like... <laughs> yes. Well, and that's the problem. She's an adult. She's 24, according to she, this. She is an adult, but but <laughs> it's you have to be able... You have to strike a balance between... And it's a tough, tough balance to strike because mentally this woman is more on par with that of you know a child i, I don't know i do I, I, know I, I, i'm assuming yes. i do know because i've I mean, looked I'm, into I'm, it i'm not saying like i'm not saying she's like a 24 year old right right yes but i'm also not saying that she's like a four-year-old she's not no but like even if she's like a 13 year old it's not it's still weird <laughs> yes it's, it's very, not like, like like you know there's a big difference between a 13 year old and a 24 year old. Yes, <laughs> very big. And there's there's like an exponential. There's an age, and I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna say right around 20, mm -hmm. where suddenly there are exponential sure. changes. Absolutely. Yes. Right. That sort of peak at 25. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's that's the problem though. <laughs> that's the problem in the in the whole issue is that you you want to strike a balance between obviously like not dehumanizing and infantilizing people with developmental disabilities and like allowing them to live their own life and and uh, have their have agency, of course. But right. on the same token, I Victoria's Secret, <laughs> which is, is like it, is it? it sexualizes right. women. That's what it does. I don't know that we should sexualize people with developmental disabilities either. Yeah. I heard I about it because Nick Mullen from fucking Cumtown had like a bit in his stand-up about it where he's like, who is this helping, really? He's like, the only guy that helps is the guy who, who saves this picture on his phone and goes to the office and shows it to everybody and goes, see, I'm not a weird guy. There's a lot of people like me out there. Yeah, <laughs> there's, like, this, there's a, yeah, I mean, all I know is I hope she has good people helping her yes that is my hope too she's married she's married to another dude with also with down syndrome as it should be yeah, of course <laughs> the only way it should be right um like like here yes yeah, like 
the, and that's the issue too is like yeah like, right if like, it wasn't for the fucking ear yeah 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 for sure you could really not you could barely tell i wouldn't know yeah so it's just like and if we as a society can all agree that she should only be probably in a romantic relationship with somebody else who has a developmental disability then i think we should all also agree that we as a society shouldn't put her in a position where men are going to beat off to her right <laughs> you know what i mean I, yeah because what 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 is the difference between this and parading around a fucking 12 a 13 yeah like let let's say like if a 13 year old's got big cans on her we're allowed to just throw her in victoria's secret right right like like, like i can i can only imagine yes like this this woman here mm-hmm. it's got to be a, a mind fuck for her yeah for sure and it's weird too because we're in a moment in a society now where people kind of are talking about both sides of their mouth with this kind of this particular issue in general and it is a difficult issue to navigate but like there's a lot of uh a lot of talk now that like is kind of in the in the zeitgeist at the moment about how like hey you know kids should be treated like they have agency they're not the property of their parents etc but they're all, which is true right the first assertion is true but also they're not adults right <laughs> and and also like if kids <laughs> we also are quick to correctly ascertain as a society that we still can't fuck kids right Right. so they can't be allowed to have as much agency as adults because i assure you because i've been a 13 year old there were 13 year old girls that were out there willingly trying to fuck grown men and we still as a society understand that's not cool (laughs) and shouldn't be allowed right so so (laughs) so like how do you draw the line on that right and like I think if we if we're gonna say you know the regardless of the 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 uh, the physical development of a thirteen or fourteen year old she shouldn't be put in Victoria's Secret. Also, a woman with Down syndrome, despite her age, her technical age being twenty four, if she has the mental capacity of a thirteen year old, also probably shouldn't be put in a centerfold where people are going to certainly beat off to it yeah <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? it's, it's like, like the flip side there was there was um there was like some fucking television show a few, couple years ago yeah that had like a woman that was like 25 but she looked like she was 10 mm-hmm. right and it, it was one of those really fucking like trashy reality shows where they follow her around yeah and she interacts with her siblings and stuff sure and she's like 25 or you know she's 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 a f- like full-on grown adult she has like a some a disorder like or some sort yeah shit. sure I yeah, don't yeah. Fucking know. I, yeah, yeah you yeah. know what i mean webster, <laughs> webster. <laughs> webster was, a, was a real person <laughs> yeah you know but like maybe like an emmanuel lewis thing right. sort, of, sort of thing I, I i don't know or andy milanakis yeah something right yeah. but you know she looked like a little 12 you know 10 uh-huh. year old girl yeah 10 11 year old girl but she would do her makeup sure because she's in, in she's mentally an adult she's woman. an adult woman yeah. and she wants to be fucking be an adult but she looks yeah. like a kid yes you know and of course just think about the conundrum that that poses dude as the adult woman who can only the only people that <laughs> the only people that you could fuck are, are people who are comfortable fucking someone who looks like a 10 year old yeah i know <laughs> I mean, that is just a horrible position to be in dude. i know and and like you know i'm sure here she is okay okay she's 22 Oh, yeah. That looks like a full-on child. She looks like a fucking eight-year-old. She's oh, 22. that's rough, dude. Oh, yeah, and she's little, too. Yeah, huh? she's like three feet, ten inches tall. Oh, no. Right? Oh, that's such a rough position to be in. Right. And, like, 
you know, it is a rough position to be in. And, I, you know, I can't imagine, like... Yeah, because she looks like a full-on She just child. looks like a fucking like an actual kid. kid. She basically yeah. stopped developing at eight years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? She looks like a full-on kid. Sure. And, you know, I... I listen, I'm not going to make light of her situation. Right. Or anything like that. You know, just like I ain't going to make light of the Victoria's Secret. You know, uh -huh. maybe, maybe, you know, there's a there's ample opportunity to make low-hanging fruit to sure. make fucking jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like... Yo, I guarantee you she's got it fucking rough. And she's more aware of it than anybody. But, like, it's like the flip side of this Victoria's Secret model. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's rough. It's rough all around, dude. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I There's just, just like this woman, 22, mm -hmm. she's, you know, in, in, you know, she's 24 now. Yeah. No business being a Victoria's Secret model. No, absolutely not. Right? But she, but she, but she has the mental capacity to, to, to make to, that decision, to make whatever decision she chooses to make. Right? Yes. Yeah. But oh my God! Right. The monsters that are going to come, the worms are going to come crawling out onto the surface. Right? Yes, dude. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and it's the same sort that are going to fucking, you know, take advantage of that fucking Victoria's Secret model. It's really it's. It's almost like a. It's this is almost like a fucking predicament that Picard and Riker <laughs> would find themselves in. Yeah, right. Yes, dude. Yeah. This is like yeah. this is like a Picard Riker situation, like in the second season uh -huh. of uh, when when Next Generation is still trying to find their way and figure out, like <laughs> yeah. you know. What are the through lines here? And it's still kind of a clunky, episodic, not great yeah, show. Right, yes. This is a fucking plot line in, an, in, a, in a second season episode <laughs> yeah. of Star Trek The Next Generation. You're, you're not wrong. And Deanna Troy would be heavily involved in helping Picard and Riker make sense of it. Yeah, for sure. Because it would be like, it would be like you know, they're witnessing a marriage, you know what I mean, between mm -hmm. a grown man and like one of these two women. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is 100% sounds like an early, an early TNG episode plot, plot device. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, too bad. We're not going to put that in. Let's get it. I think we should. I will put it, <laughs> put in some of I it. I think we should. Yeah. I think, I think we handled it tastefully. I think we handled it pretty tastefully. We did not go for, we did not go for the red meat. No, we didn't. And I, and I didn't want to, I had no, no. I, on this issue in particular, no, yeah, I worked like I said. I've I, I've mentioned on the show before. I worked in that field for a few years, and I grew up in a in a house where like my uncle lived in group homes, has lived in group homes his entire life. So I was around people with developmental disabilities and physical disabilities and stuff from a super young age, uh, in a way that that most people aren't in their entire lives. Like I've I've yeah. I was friends with these people and like around them from as lo as long ago as I can remember. So it is an issue that's important to me, and like it's not one that I. I don't really, I don't, I think we talked about this on the show before, but like, I don't make jokes at people's expense who have disabilities no, no, at all. I, I, don't I never have. And it's one of those things I've been really fiercely defensive of since I was a little kid on like, it, it, it makes me mad on like a visceral level. Especially people that basically can't 
are, aren't really in a position to actually defend themselves. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I can't, I don't fuck with it. I, 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 I don't stand for it. I don't like it. You right. know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, I had no desire to, to hit any sort of low hanging fruit jokes with this at all. It was just an issue. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a really, it was a really wild thing. And I, it's, it, it happened earlier this year. Like I think in February or something, and I kind it kind of like pinged my radar, yeah. but I kind I you know I was busy or whatever, and I didn't think about it. And then it was uh, it was brought up to me again recently via social media, and I was like, wait, wait, just one hot second here. Yeah. <laughs> Let me think about this. So welcome to our our punk and hardcore show, Demo Listen, where uh, we where we try to delicately. Where two indelicate people <laughs> yeah, yes. sometimes try to delicately dance around sensitive issues. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes so, we just walk right through the middle of them. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we bulldoze them. Right. Yes. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Um, so semi-related to something we were talking about last week. Uh, I mean, just yesterday. Yeah. There are a few reasons why you keep the legs. Oh, for uh, yeah. Okay. We, we don't need to talk about. It. Okay. There are a few reasons not. There are a few reasons. That you would want to have legs. Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell but you. Still kind of on the fence about it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, uh, this is Demo Listen. It's a show where we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, adjacent forms of music that people send into us. We typically, uh, it's our typically our first time hearing the releases in question. We honestly react to whatever it is we're hearing, but we don't strive to be uh professional critics or make objective value judgments we just want to encourage you to interact with stuff even if it's stuff that we don't like go buy it go see the bands we have five to seven bands in the queue every or i'm sorry we have 10 bands in the queue every week we usually select between five and seven of them via some random dice rolls uh, and we listen to them and just react to them that's all there is to it if you made it through the preamble of this episode i'm going to assume it's probably not your first right. that's that's one of our that most daring cold opens i would say <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of well, our most daring cold opens I, I think i think that you know like i said i think that we did pretty good i i, I would agree so i don't want to go on for too long because we got a lot of <laughs> I, there's something i want to point out it's been sticking in my craw okay and this kind of also relates to this idea of, like, agency and decision-making. Sure. Right? Yeah. We went out in public yesterday. We did, yeah. I don't, like, in public, I mean, like, just, like, where there are a bunch of people sure. milling around. Yeah, yeah, which like, is not a thing I typically do. I, I haven't done in a while. Yeah. And um, went to the farmer's market, mm -hmm. got some delicious churros. Yeah. Right? Uh, dude, I was thinking about those churros, like, 20 minutes ago. Uh, got a good breakfast, Sammy. Mm -hmm. Right? Did some people watching. Sure. One thing really sticks in my fucking craw from yesterday. Okay. And this gets to this idea of decision-making and agency. Mm -hmm. The fucking dogs. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Hey, I'm just going to say right now, if you got a dog, it's not a little person. No, it is not. It doesn't fucking think like you. It doesn't yep. like the same things as you. It doesn't want to do the same things as you. No. It's not a little fucking person, and it ain't a fucking fashion accessory. No. Hundreds of people at this busy farmer's market, mm -hmm. right? Hundreds of people. Lots of action going on, lots of food, lots of kids at face level for a fucking dog. Yes. Holding food. Sure. Wanting to interact with dogs. Dogs looking at each other. There was some fucking dildo walking walking there showing off his two, like, bull, pit bull, mixed something or others, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what he was doing. That's the only reason you drag your dogs there is to get a compliment from other fucking idiots. For sure. Like, why, why the fuck else would you bring them Right, there? you're no different than the fucking moron wearing fishnets with an albino python around their neck at the fucking park. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 
and uh, you know his he could barely control these two dogs on the end of a leash. Mm-hmm. And another dog walked by. They got interested. They started scrapping right in front of me. There were fucking kids right there. They had to separate the fucking dogs. Why did you bring your fucking dogs, you fucking idiot? Yeah. And lots of people brought their fucking dogs. Yeah, because I, to, as a dog owner, my interpretation of that is like, yet yeah, they are an animal who has possesses some level of sentience, but you run many risks by anthropomorphizing your dog. Yeah. And you need to understand that you are the custodian of this animal's well-being. Right. Right. And to thrust them into scenarios in which they are uncomfortable or could potentially meet. Uh, another dog that is not as friendly as your dog or, or a person or a person and a kid and thus an untimely end. Yeah. It's just, uh, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. What are you fucking stupid? There are plenty of places you can take your dog on a walk in a park where they a, like being a dog. They, they like, like going and doing things. Absolutely. There are prescribed areas for dogs to go. Take them, take them to the forest. Yes. Take them to the cemetery for sure. Do not take them to the farmer's market packed with food trucks and, thousands of people and don't fucking take them to shows either uh, definitely don't take them to shows no taking a dog to a show is a is another quick one to get get you on my shit list oh yeah like that's that's one that i'm not i don't fuck around with no. i'm like get the fucking dog out of here no we don't play if there's a fucking dog here absolutely yeah no for sure so yeah i don't want to i don't want to dwell on stuff too long because this is going to be a long preamble anyway but i did want to i i i thought about this the other day and that is like we talk on this show a lot. It's because of a conversation I was having with my buddy Trey, um, who was talking about a particular band he did never want to get his let his kid get into, and then we were just kind of talking about like punk and hardcore in general. And we talked on the band sh- he'd never let his kid that get he into? didn't want to let his kid get into. Huh. Uh, Descendants. What's it like, Jig Eye or something? No, no, no. <laughs> it was, uh, no Descendants. Okay. Just because he was like, it's incel shit, you know. Yeah. Um, so we were kind of talking about it. We've talked about it on this show before how like you know. Uh, don't bring your kids to shows, or if you are going to bring your kid to a show, they better be old enough uh, to make that decision on their own and have expressed an interest in going. And then in that context, don't expect a show space to cater to that kid's presence in any way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? I started going to shows when I was like 12, but my parents dropped me off there. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to go. Sure. So... This let oh, go ahead if you no no, no I'll let you finish your, your thought because I I want to circle back on something that I never thought about okay so the thing that I hadn't really thought about previously and this conversation with Trey kind of illuminated for me which is is if I were going to be a parent period which because I'm not but if I were going to <clears throat> I wouldn't want my kid to be into this at all because I think about the reasons that myself and my friends got into this in the first place and I think about the conditions that need to exist in order to create a person who's attracted to music this deeply nihilistic and misanthropic and confrontational and contrarian and I think about like the culture that you're exposed to in the course of participation in subculture at all because if you're going to get into it we've talked about it before 
you got to accept it warts and all, which means you're going to run into fucking gun-toting morons and a bunch of people who want to fight and people with regressive worldviews and a bunch of fucking freaks and weirdos. Yeah, but that's no different than literally anything in this country anymore. That's true, but we do we participate in the thing where we are throwing ourselves willingly into the fray over and over again. And certainly as a kid, I ran around with people who were on some fucking psycho shit. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. some true psycho shit that my involvement in subculture helped facilitate. And I think as a parent, my end goal would be to try to raise a child in an environment and in that that leads to a well-adjusted enough mind that this stuff wouldn't be attractive to them. Because certainly, yeah, you can argue uh, it also attracts people who are on the fringes of culture in terms of like how they think about politics or social issues or whatever. But I've known plenty of community organizers and activists and like... Uh, people who work in an activist capacity who certainly didn't arrive there via hardcore punk. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure, that mean yeah. It's not a necessary course to that goal. No. It, it helps facilitate and, like, uh, expand upon those ideas, and certainly, like, it is the root of my understanding of, like, uh, politics and, like, things like that. Yeah, but, but it's also the greatest music ever made. It is the greatest music ever made, but I bet if I were a person who, as a young child, wasn't seething with anger and depression and coming from a broken home and, like, coming from a working-class situation where I didn't always have the things that I wanted to have and I didn't have an environment that allowed me to just go run the streets and be a fucking little psycho, I probably would have skipped that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know if I would or not. I, I, I don't know. Um, there's no... See, here's the thing. I don't... I don't believe in... I don't believe in the fully well-adjusted person. No, certainly I not. Don't, I don't believe in the person that... That you know, I, I any anytime I in fact I'm very suspicious of people that front that. Yeah, sure. Whether it's a front or not. I'm very yeah. suspicious of people whose outward presentation is one of being quote unquote well adjusted. I agree with that for sure. But I don't know how much of that is my own bias. It's hard to say. The observer cannot observe himself observing. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh I feel the same way, but I have a sneaking suspicion that that my deep-seated hatred of humanity and my fellow man and my suspicion of my fellow man's good intentions or uh, normal presenting facade is based around uh, a life that whose sum total of its parts have led me to love, relate to this music because of all of these very bad, <laughs> these bad yeah. ideas that I have. I guess. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I you know. Okay, so... Again, back to the farmers market. Yeah, right. We we I, I saw I saw like a sixty five year old man. Yeah, wearing sixty five seventy year old man wearing a black shirt mm -hmm. that had in like the font that you might see on like a early aughts Japanese grind fastcore band. Yeah, it said I will not comply. Mm -hmm. Right, it was like that stencil font. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep, and. You could, that totally looked like a shirt for like a band, you know, called like, I, I, I don't, a band, a band, a band, you know, like, um, on 625. Like Fuck on the Beach or something. Like Fuck on the Beach or a band that basically sounds like a fucking record needle on concrete. Sure, yeah. From 2002. Mm -hmm. And it's a 75 year old man wearing it. And the reason he's wearing it is because he's a fucking, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not a punk. Sure. He's just, he's just, some 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 self important fucking whiny white guy that um 
you know, feels like any act of kindness or common courtesy towards other people is apparently a step too fucking far in today's day and age, right? Sure, yeah. And uh, that's my own take on him. That's my own 30-second psycho evaluation of this fucking idiot, right? right. Yeah. And um, I'm sure that he was never into punk. No. Somehow he went down a rabbit hole of brain poison and social media and ended up here. Sure. Right? But and he's all probably always clung to like weirdo racist shit because let's face it, a lot of the people that are in power now and a lot of the people that are fucking calling the shots and, you know, leaders in this country and, and, and are people that were still alive and probably willing and active participants in things like segregation sure. and race riots yeah. and stuff like that. Of course, yeah. Right. And they want to go back there. They do, yeah. Right? Brain fucking poison. Sure. And they never got into punk or hardcore. That's, Instead, that's what true, they yeah. got into was weirdo nationalist fucking shitty country. Right. And if I got to have a kid that is into, I don't know, listening to songs about the putrefaction of a fetus in a mother's womb while she fucking vomits up cum from a priest. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. I'd rather fucking have them listen to that yeah. than some fucky hokey banjo fucking you know flag waving of course bullshit about fried chicken and beer and my freedom yeah of course but i would agree i, I would I, I guess my counterpoint to that would be that uh people who are disenfranchised or perceive themselves as disenfranchised in different ways or who who uh people people land on a, it may be what we perceive as the opposite side of the spectrum for our, from our standpoint and certainly the far less desirable side of that spectrum but on the same token they arrived th they arrived there through some level of personal dysfunction yeah but so uh, you the, i think there's a there's a happy middle ground where your child just becomes a, a happy concert pianist you know what i mean yeah but i don't even think the concert pianist is happy i yeah, do maybe not, not. i do yeah. not believe People yeah. are genuinely happy. I don't think that when you think about in the macro scale, uh -huh. I don't think that that is a possibility in modern society. Uh, yeah, probably not. Not like a whole, not a wholly sort of all-encompassing happiness. The, no. the only way to be like happy mm -hmm. is to like basically completely detach sure. and revert back to like something that is anachronistic. Yeah, that's true to some extent. You know, like like there's there's no way, there's no fucking way. However brightly somebody's fucking smiling or whatever good deeds they want to fucking do and all this sort of shit. There's absolutely no fucking way someone with, you know, the devices they have, with 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 the information that they have freely available to them at all times, whether it's right or wrong, sure, right? Like yeah. whether it's actual factual information or brain poison. There's no way with the glut of information, the glut of fucking choices, the absolute glut of fucking distractions, and the glut of fucking just, like, burden that that, that shit puts on them, mm -hmm. there's no fucking way it's possible. I guess it, I guess that, that gets into a larger philosophical discussion that we don't have the time or the scope to d delve into here. Well, let's just hang it on a... Let's, let's put a pin in that. Put a pin in it, yeah. Because I guess I, my... I don't fucking believe it's possible, and I yeah. do not believe in the smiling fucking good do-gooder. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I wouldn't say that I don't believe in them. I would just say that... It largely depends upon personal definitions of happiness and how all-encompassing that happiness needs to be for you to feel as if it is valid and real. Because I would consider myself, even though I have a great degree of anxiety about the world in which we live and uh, 
a level of anxiety and sort of um, fatalism that approaches like nihilism at times. And I have a deep contempt for people. I would still consider myself, at least at this juncture in my life, personally pretty happy in terms of like where I'm at and who I am and like what my life looks like in spite of the fact that I'm hyper aware of the horrid conditions in which we live and are rapidly descending into on an even more uh, detectable and profound way. And like human suffering does absolutely affect me, my soul, (laughs) you know what I mean? So no, I don't experience a sort of all encompassing blissful happiness, but I do find myself waking up and able to enjoy my days in spite sure. of the fact that those Mo- things are occurring. But, sure, like, yeah. but like I said, it, it's, it's... I will say I stay I stay up at night with anxiety, which is I <laughs> thinking about the world, sure. which is why I have to read a book to fall asleep. Sure, yeah, so, that's you what I'm saying. But like moment to moment is fine. But like this idea of like the well-adjusted fucking yeah. person that, you know, whatever. That may be a thing of the past. That's, I, that's I, I possible. Don't, I don't think... I think the only way to be well-adjusted is to fucking be a hunter-gatherer 1,500 <laughs> years ago in a civilization that has not yet been touched by Europeans. That's probably true, yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And okay. even then, you got problems. You got, you got plenty of problems, But at least still. you have a, a, a virtual paradise of an unspoiled landscape. Yeah. Right? And you're not, you're not burdened with, like, all of these shitty externalities that are constant. Like, like just constantly hammering at you, whether it's fucking advertisement yeah. or just everything that's clawing for your attention at all times. Yeah, that's true. So let's talk about music. Cause right. uh, I, again, this, if this is your first episode, you might not yet be convinced that we talk about music. Right. On so this we, show. we've talked about the ethics of, um, we've talked about the ethics of modeling. Yes. The ethics of modeling, right? Barely touched on the surface of that, that topic, we, but we yes, did, we did touch on that. We talked about bringing your fucking dogs out in public. Right. Don't. Yes. They don't want to do it. Uh-huh. It's not a fashion accessory. Fuck off. Sure. And we, uh, painted a picture of a, um, uh, a world that is only going to get worse. <laughs> Indeed. It's something that's been on my mind actually quite a lot lately. Yeah. So, uh, let's, uh, let's discover what we have in the queue this week. Let's, let's talk laugh about in, some let, music. Let's laugh into the void. Yeah, for sure. So first up we have Janine's with Don't Wait for a Sign. This was sent in by Derek. They're a band from New York. He described it as some uh, jangly pop stuff. Then we have got Peeve with their demo. This was sent in by Lexi. It's a band out of Montreal, Quebec. Uh, looks like some some hardcore stuff, some demo core stuff. Then we have got Squint with Feel It. This was sent in by Brody, who sends in, you know, a fuck ton of stuff. Uh, this is a band from St. Louis, Missouri, that he described as as uh, being a mix between drug church and one step closer with some mid-2000s melodic stuff. Uh, it doesn't sound like anything that would appeal to me. He described it as something that doesn't normally appeal to him, uh, but this one got through, uh, got through his defenses, so okay. if we land on it, we'll see. Then we have got Rad Habits with Mean Streets. This was sent in by Eric, who plays bass in the band. Uh, described it as some oi slash street punk stuff, which I wouldn't guess from the name or the presentation here. And if we land on it, we can we can talk more about that. Then we have got Crisis Man with Asleep in America. This was sent in by Anthony. Uh, Crisis Man fucking rocks, but I have not listened to this new one yet. They haven't released something uh, for a few years now. I can't remember. I think I don't think Crisis Man has released anything recently enough to get on the show. Uh, so I don't think we've ever featured him on the podcast before, mm-hmm. but I may have at least name-checked him because I, li- I like this stuff a lot. Then we have got Night with Voices of the Cronian Moon. This was sent in by Nick, who described it as kind of a mishmash of uh, various metal styles that's uh, a little bit noodly but still works. Then we have got Sweetness with Keeping Us Apart. 
Uh, this was sent in by uh, Nabil. Uh, he uh, he said that uh, there's a lot of new stuff popping up in Montreal, which is evidenced by the fact that uh, we have actually two two bands in the queue tonight that are both from Montreal. Nabil lives up there. Um, he also added that uh, that he saw somebody. He went to a show the other day and saw somebody wearing a cold brats long sleeve and uh, and complimented on them on that on the shirt and. Uh, the person in question said that they heard cold cold brats via the podcast, and he thought it was cool that there are other people in uh, oh, Montreal go. listening to a, listening a, to a demolition. real encounter in the wild. A real encounter in the wild. <clears throat> then we have got moral law with the looming end. This was sent in by Tom. We've had moral law like twice on the show. I think we had their demo on here. We had like uh, a split that they did in the last year. I think we had a song from there on. A song from that on here, and mm-hmm. then this is their new full length on New Age Records. I've liked this band pretty much since Jump. Uh, chuggy 90s metalcore stuff. Then we have got Bolster with Bolster 2. This was sent in by Joel, who I think sings in this band. They're a hardcore band from Cincinnati. He described it as a gay, no warning. Uh, he said he's not much for self-description, but if he had to describe it, that's how he would. Okay. And then last up, we have got Pink Mass with Nympho Commando. This was sent in by Zach Honeycutt, my buddy out of uh, Colorado Springs. And uh, this is some metal stuff out of New Jersey. I think I'm like Facebook friends with a person in this band because I always see somebody posting about this, but I've never gotten around to listening to it. Uh, Zach described it as uh, everything in the kitchen sink metal that uh, managed to manages to pull it off and actually work. So okay. let's roll the dice, see what's up first. Two. All right, two is Peeve. So one of the bands out of Montreal. Uh, you can find this at Peeve with uh, three E's. Uh, only, only in the uh, Bandcamp URL, uh, .bandcamp.com. So this is their demo. It just came out in uh, April. Uh, their tags are punk, egg, pee, and poo. Okay. So there you go. That that gives you a good idea of what you're going to get. It doesn't let you know the quality they're in. There's but actually a surprising number of bands that uh, when you click on poo show up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> right on. Uh, so uh, the, the song that Lexi suggested is the second song on here, Pet Store. So we're going to listen to Pet Store by Peeve off, off of their demo.
All right, we just heard the song Pet Store by Peeve off of their demo. just came out in April of this year. So I'm inclined to say that the individual parts of this song uh, in in kind of like in isolation are all pretty good, especially it, for it, a demo. It felt like there was at least two songs in here. At least two songs, maybe two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that bit on the end in particular, it, set, it felt like the first song, the, the song we were hearing, just ended and even musically on the track it just sort of fell apart and dissolved yeah and then they just started playing a different song you right. know what i mean so yeah, i know that was a weird choice because I, I was feeling like the first song that we heard in this song yes was starting to drag a little bit yes when yeah. it when it slowed down there <laughs> and yeah. then I, like like on on the whole i thought about um i don't know a minute in uh-huh it's like man what the fuck are they gonna do with the rest of this for another minute yeah. and a half here absolutely yeah. right and um yeah and then it just kind of petered out uh-huh and then another song started yes i kind of like the second more more yes i agree although i think the i think the the front half of the song was not bad at all or find a more i guess a better way to integrate those two sure because i think the the two ideas that were presented here could could definitely be joined to create a more cohesive presentation right you could take elements from that latter half and fuse them with elements of the first half and still arrive at something that feels cohesive and makes sense i, I tell you what i i i, I like this there's, there's a couple things i liked about this mm-hmm. this is completely unpolished very yeah. unpretentious shit for sure yeah these this is this is definitely a work in progress you know whether or not the you know anything else happens mm-hmm. you you know the folks that wrote these you can tell are having fun yeah and uh they're not really playing to a style yeah for sure you know mm-hmm. i mean there's punk and there's egg and pee and poo i think probably pee and poo is the most accurate yeah, yeah i would say so right? yeah because sure. there wasn't a lot of egg in here no not at all there weren't a lot of as, as we as we say as i've been trying not to say chain in here not a lot of chain in here right either, yeah. right this is this is not aping any particular um f- like you know current trend or flavor no not really other than maybe in the artwork for the cassette sure yeah this is just real basic let's take a fucking crack at it let's throw some things at the wall see what sticks sort of yeah you know basement hardcore for sure and if this band is local in your area i'm sure it's fun yeah absolutely right yeah um so I kind of like that. I, I I liked the how how genuine it sounded in that way. It wasn't it wasn't a failed attempt. Yeah. At an, at something that was like much more, um, you know, the the flavor of the week and established for sure. And and something that I've mentioned, both of us have mentioned on this show, uh, many times before. But I am always refreshed when a demo is a demo, even if it's not that great yeah. or it's just aiming at something that it doesn't quite hit yet. I like when demos are what they set out to be, which is a proof of concept for a new band, which isn't to say, you know, there's anything wrong with being a band for a year, getting it tight, putting out a demo that fucking rips and going from there. That's all good. But I also like demos as a document of a band that has just gotten started and is still working out the kinks, because even if it's not where I would like a band to arrive as an end goal, I like, he, I mean, that's part of what I like about punk and hardcore right. is I like hearing a work in progress. I like p- hearing people figure it out as they go. And this very much felt like that. Like I, I, like I said, I think there were elements here that were promising. It's clearly just people that just need to work out uh, like how to better 
construct songs that represent what they're going for. Right. You know what I mean? And again, as a demo, I think a, a perfectly solid effort probably wouldn't listen to this just like to put it on and be like, yeah, man, this fucking rips. But as a demo, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right, cool. Let's roll the dice. Nine. All right, nine is Pink Mass with Nympho Commando. You can find this at pinkmassnj.bandcamp.com. This is, uh, like I said, something that I've scrolled past many times and just haven't clicked on for no particular reason, you know. Um, it looks like they've got an intro, and then the and then it kicks in in earnest. That that said, though, uh, there is... There is yeah, there's, title. There's, there's a, a title, title track. track, yeah, so... We'll go with that. We're going to listen to Nympho Commando off the EP of the same name by the band Pink Mass.
All right, we just heard Nympho Commando off the EP of the same name by Pink Mass. How'd you feel about it? So there is a band from Fort Wayne. I don't think that they're you know doing anything anymore. I mm -hmm. might be wrong about that because Fort Wayne metal bands come and go, yeah. but they never seem to actually die. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yes. Um, Typhus. Oh, sure, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Typhus were not quite as upfront with the sex mm -hmm. imagery, but fully upfront with you know like the overt uh lyrical content and the overt sort of uh themes yeah right? sure. for instance on typhus's first full-length profound blasphemous proclamation mm -hmm. you have songs like um perverse angelic masturbation ejaculation corporophagic sure. communion upon the holy altar right yeah typhus shits in the mouth of christ black come upon the faces of angels right who could forget sure right? indeed who could forget and typhus was a uh, I, I'm going to say a lot more polished than mm -hmm. this. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm on the fence with this. Yeah, me too, kind Because of. this shtick only goes so far. Yes. But I also I also kind of think it is the um, perfect shtick for the increasingly uptight yeah cultural themes in america absolutely yeah for 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 all of the people that w want to return to the uh the era of tipper gore and the fucking PR pmrc and all that shit yeah yeah from from every direction from every direction i want to see provocative inflammatory mindlessly uh like perverse and anti-christian <laughs> like right. right i'm i'm super as a child, as as a thirteen year old child, even now, I am super down with this stuff and want to shove it down the throats of any who would be offended by it. Right? Yeah, that, I never that, let go of that right. urge, and it and it grows stronger in me every day. In right, fact. and 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 musically, I eh, whatever. Yeah, this isn't really my this isn't my preferred take on this sort of stuff. Sure, yeah, right. Um, this doesn't really sort of, I guess. Uh, it doesn't have the the fucking riffs yeah of like raging black metal it's not over the top mm -hmm. enough for like you know just blistering grind or you know bestial fucking black metal or anything like that right it's just sort of sitting in this like it's it's sitting on uh, you know on its edge about you know being grind being metal and i think whoever who submitted this uh i think zach from uh, zach? yeah yeah he's been you know he said they're doing a bunch of different you know yeah he described it as everything in the kitchen sink right and yeah that i i, I think that came through in this song yeah for sure right um i'd be interested to see it live yeah because just looking at the picture here of i can't tell one of the guitar players right bass guitar six i don't, I don't know but, uh, you know, he's got a fucking gimp mask on. He's got the fucking leather and studs and the fucking gauntlets and shit. Right. And then there's a giant uh, phallus, which appears also on their EP that came out in 2020, mm -hmm. The Ballad of Satan Cock. Right. So he's wearing like a like a strap-on phallus with nails driven into it, right? Yeah, yes. So, I, you know, just for, the, just for the laughs, I'd be interested in the fun of it. I'd be interested in seeing this live. But I can honestly say that, like, despite... Despite... Um, the uh, forceful imagery, and I'm I'm behind that. I I, I still think that this sh this stick kind of falls dead for me, mm -hmm. and I probably wouldn't listen to this outside of a live context. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of in the exact same I'm in the exact same space with this, and I I don't think that not to not to insult any of the players in this band, but 
I just don't think that this has uh, enough musical acuity to pull off being as sort of sonically schizophrenic as it is. Like, I think if you're going to do that, you have to be both a virtuoso performer and songwriter. And I don't get the feeling that that's the level that these folks are at. So that this sort of everything in the kitchen sink, sink approach, I don't think works as well for me as it may if there were people playing at like it's it, it's tough to pull off no matter who you are for sure absolutely that's what i'm saying is like you have to be both be a really good player and like a really smart songwriter and i i enjoy that this was like taking the risk and going for it and mashing a bunch of stuff up but i don't think it arrived at something that was like particularly pleasing to me even though it wasn't musically offensive to me either there were some parts in this i liked uh, there was stuff that veered more into the traditional realm of black black metal. It got like a little bit more at atmospheric at bits. I mean, I don't think this is bad. You know, I could understand why anybody might enjoy this. It just wasn't particularly compelling to me. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. Um, also, I was just looking them up on Metallum. Yeah. Um, looking at some of the other bands, these guys, who these guys are, and other bands they've been in. Yeah. Um, at least one of these dudes was in Bud Dwyer. Oh no shit. Okay, right Remember on. Them? Yeah, I sure do. I believe they played that Inner Armor show. Uh, at the house? Not. It was either at the house or the second night, another show at a different house here in town. Oh, oh, sure, sure, sure. The one that I booked them at, like the yeah. that house that 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 was like. I think they did one show at that house. It yeah. was like on the south side. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, they may have played that show for sure. I, I, but I, I do recall them playing. That, I've that seen band Bud playing, and I think I have a tape, a Bud Dwyer tape. And I think, but I think Bud Dwyer has played at the Harrison House yeah. for sure. I not maybe not the Inner Arma show that in reference, but they have played at the Harrison mm -hmm. House for sure. So all right, cool. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. Like I, at least now when this pops up in my feed. I'll know. Hey, I listened to it. I know what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's see what's next. Four. Four is Crisis Man. Thing I was gonna listen to, regardless. So this is Asleep in America by Crisis Man. You can find it at crisisman.bandcamp.com. This band is uh, based out of California. Let's uh, let's jump in. Um, the last song is also the title track, but it's way way longer than every other song on here. The opening song is also considerably longer than most of the other songs on here. Maybe we should just p pick a song right in the middle and go with that. Well, uh, song five, it's nine songs is right in the middle. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. So it's let's also a minute 59. Yeah, that's, it seems pretty representative. It's like a little bit longer than some of the other songs, but not, not as long as the ones that are reaching into, you know, past the three minute mark. So we're going to listen to Police Injustice by Crisis Man off of Asleep in America.
All right, we just heard the song Police and Justice by Crisis Man off of Asleep in America. Really, really good. Man, what a fucking earworm. That main riff was yeah. great, dude. Really, really good stuff. So as I mentioned to you uh, while we were listening to it, Ross from Ceremony sings for this band. And I know the members have been in other bands too, which is very obvious by the quality of the songwriting and performance here. Super tight, recorded really well. I mean, everything about this is just no, really fucking good. It's, it's dope. I actually... Um, I like the seven inch. Yeah, that came out before this. Yeah, it um, fucking rocks. I had not listened to this yet. Yeah, this is fucking good. This is interesting because there's a theme here that is consistent with Peeve that we heard earlier, mm -hmm. where there are two parts of the song that are pretty disjunct with one another. Yeah, but it's pulled off in a much, I guess, uh, slicker way, in a way that works for sure. And also, it it's clear that it it serves the larger sort of. Uh, it serves as like one texture in a larger record because this is a nine-song LP, right. right? So it works much better in that context. Right, right. But even the first the first half of this was just obviously it was the songs um, are more proficiently written. Sure, yeah. But the first half of that song was uh, more consistent. Yes, in its in its sort of songwriting and its in its themes. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And the second half of that song was just sort of a nice little. Um, I guess, uh, emotional addendum to it. Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is this is really, really good. I mean, that song, I'm sure, is representative of the quality of the rest of this release and the general tone of the rest of this release. As you mentioned, as I mentioned before, the 7-inch that came out before this is fucking great. I expected this to be great. It is. I can, I can easily see this being one of my favorite releases of the year if every song is to that level of quality. I, not, not much else to say about it. This is one of those, one of the, as I will repeat my off repeated refrain, if, if you don't like this, you know, what, what do you like? Do yeah. you like punk at all? Because why, why are you even here? Right. Yeah, for sure. You're not even fucking maladjusted enough. Get the fuck out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Go listen to concert piano music. Yeah, indeed. This is uh this is top tier shit on every level in, in presentation, in uh, aesthetic, in sound and songwriting. It's fucking great. Let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Five. All right, five is uh, Sweetness, the stuff that uh, Nabil sent in from Montreal. So this is Keeping Us Apart by Sweetness. You can find this at, oh, I'm sorry, it's Sweet Mess, but it is one word, Sweet yes, Mess. Sweet Mess. Okay, so sweetmessband.bandcamp.com. Uh, it's just like a four-song, seven-inch, looks like. I uh, don't even know if it's a seven-inch, actually. It's just it's their first EP, so this might be digital only for the moment. Uh, they got the first song queued up to play, so we'll just go with that. We're going to listen to Shells by Sweet Mess off of Keeping Us Apart. Stay. 
right. We just heard uh, the song Shells by Sweet Mess off of Keeping Us Apart, which is uh, astoundingly their very first effort because everything about this was so hyper-refined that I can only imagine these people are very experienced performers of some stripe because uh, for that to be your your opening volley is... Uh, Pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be interested to hear what else these folks were in. Oh, there's some gray beards in this band. There's no way. Yeah, at least the at least the drummer in the back there is a is a gray beard for right. sure. So, yeah, this is really this is really fucking good, man. It's so like, it says over here, you know, um, uh, are you craving catchy songs with sick riffs and epic endings? Well, you're in the right, well. You're right where you need to be. This four-piece from Montreal is bringing back iconic 90s rom-com pop rock sounds. <laughs> yeah, sure. With inspirations like Goo Goo Dolls, Sixpence, None the Richer, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, but it works. This yeah. is the sort of shit that I legitimately felt guilty about liking in, right. like, 1997. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure, right? yeah. I worked with a guy when I worked at the grocery store uh, when I was, like, you know, in my late teens and early 20s. Uh, we worked in a dairy department. Yeah. And... Uh, when we would be stocking fucking product in the morning at like 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. and you could hear, you know, the PA and the music playing. Yeah. The Friends theme song played all the fucking time. Sure, yeah. All the fucking time. Yeah. And it didn't matter what this dude was doing. It didn't matter. This dude was so fucking weird. I could go <laughs> on and on. This dude was so fucking weird. Yeah. Right? But it didn't matter what this dude was doing. And he was, he, like, I was about 18, 19, and he was probably 28. Mm -hmm. um, he would stop what he was doing. Put down like when that song came on, yeah, and get ready to clap along with the song. <laughs> okay, in the beginning of the song, I like that. Okay, and he would do it, and then he would just privately pick it. I he, no, it was just me and him. Right, yeah, right. I might be in the fucking in the freezer room, and I hear him clap four <laughs> times out on the floor to an empty store. Oh, that's so good, dude. I love that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was in that space, and um, yeah. This is this took me right back to that. To that sort of like that's perfectly described 90s rom-com pop rock yeah. yeah this is this is a thing that would be so easy to step right across the line and suddenly become very bad right like this song was good but yeah. i'm still on the fence whether the next song yeah exactly i'm gonna have to listen to the entirety right, of this because I, I will tell you right now that probably if there's a super slick like ballady song yeah for sure i'm out this is this is walking the thinnest of tight ropes yes but that song it was really fucking good. It sounded big. Yeah. Everybody sounded fucking great. The production was wild on this, man. Like, for a debut EP that I, appears to have been recorded and mixed and mastered just by some fool they know, uh, they fucking yeah, nailed well, we it. We don't know who that fool is. Yeah, sure, it could be a, mil a multi-million dollar producer. Right. Who knows, right? right? Yeah. No, this is really fucking good, man. I, I got not, not a bad word to say about this other than the fact that, like, yeah, you could you could quickly go from being like uh, endearing gin blossoms to like Shrek soundtrack. You know very, what I mean? Very fucking quickly. Very like quickly in 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 the span of a song or like the next release. Yep, absolutely. Depending, yeah, right. Even the next release, depending right, upon sure. who's whispering in your fucking ear. Absolutely. What producers whispering in your fucking ear the next time around? For sure. But I I with some apprehension, but a but a fair degree of anticipation, I am. Absolutely looking forward to listening to the other three songs on this and, and hoping that they, they bang as hard as that one because that made a very strong first impression. Really, really yeah. good stuff and certainly hitting exactly what it aims to it aims to be, right? Because yeah. as soon as that came in, of course, I was like, oh, fucking like Gin Blossoms riff, right. Sixpence, None the Richer, absolutely all that stuff. Sure. 
Uh, so there you go. Very good. Uh, let's roll it. Let's roll it like one more time. We had a long fucking preamble, and yeah, we, we got had a long depressing. We we did, and we got some. We got some a fair degree of messages to get into tonight too. Uh, six. Okay, six is uh six is the bolster stuff here. So I haven't listened to this yet. This is bolster. Uh, you can find it at bolsterhardcore.bandcamp.com. The release is Bolster Two. I feel like I've seen their name on some flyers in Cincinnati and stuff, but I just I haven't gotten around to to hearing it. Um, this came out in April of this year. It's just a uh, three song EP. They have got the opening tra- track queued up to play, so we're gonna listen to Cult Mentality by Bolster off of Bolster Two. heard the song caught mentality by bolster off of bolster too i wonder i wonder who that was about you know i have to say um i kind of liked it sure i, I like how pointed it i was. liked how yeah. fucking pointed it was sure why not i liked i liked the fact that um it was so thinly veiled that it yeah. was barely even veiled at all. <laughs> right yeah yeah for sure it wasn't really right because I, yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking about it the other day i'm I'm so f- I think about it all every day. Let's put it, let's just let's just lay it out there. Yes, I'm so fucking tired of having to be polite and acting like uh, I even want to be fucking nice to most people. I'm tired of like respectability politics and yeah. shit in general. Yeah, gloves are off, motherfuckers. Yeah, that's it's how time. I feel, man. Yeah, like I'm so fucking tired of it. Sure, right? yeah. I'm so tired of acting like there's fucking rules that of engagement that need to be respected. Yeah, I'm all, right? I'm, I'm I'm way off that shit. Right? Yeah. I, I'm tired of feigning of feigning any any modicum of fucking respect. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm into it. Musically, this is this is the kind of hardcore that I don't I completely check out on. Sure. And so like my 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 own, my only re- my, my only like inspirational references that I can think to are mm-hmm. so fucking dated. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? So 
there are aspects of this that I really liked. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there, like, I'm just gonna put it right up there. There was some stuff in there, some breakdown parts and little things that just straight up reminded me of like a fucking We're the Romans sort of thing. Yeah. Even though that's not botch is not right the fucking source material for this. I would I would say like it veered closer to me like in same era for sure, but more straight ahead. Something like indecision. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So musically, yeah, I thought this was fine. I don't listen to this sort of stuff. Uh, nowadays, sure, yeah, or ever, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, sure, yeah, yeah. But generally speaking, if I see a band like this pull this off live, yeah, sure, and they keep it to the fucking point, they mm-hmm. keep it moving, and yeah. they keep it mean, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way with this stuff. I, this was really competently written and performed, like beefy, heavier hardcore, with just enough influence of like heavier '90s stuff, with like you know some dissonant chords and some chugging thrown in there to to perk my ears up. I kind of wish it had leaned into into that more, a little bit more than the aforementioned no warning that Joel, no warning influence that Joel cited when he sent this over. Uh, but all in all, it was pretty good. It was a little. Some of the sounds on it were, as you noted when we were listening to it, were a little digital for me. Like, those drums were very, very triggered. And one thing that endears this style of music to me uh, immediately over its contemporaries, and one of the reasons that I like the 90s stripe of this kind of stuff more, is that I think this music presented in a very raw and organic way just works a zillion times better. And because the precedent was set by fucking, like, no warning and terror and all of these bands that were sort of the the forebears of the modern iteration of this kind of stuff. The the production style has just remained in this really like stagnant kind of like sterile zone that I don't think actually serves this music well at all. So I would like to hear this with like a with a rawer and more blown out and just like just anytime this has a, a punky a more punk centered or at least like retro hardcore centered classic sensibility 90s hardcore sound yes when classic it, 90s hardcore production sound yes exactly that on this i think elevates this to uh an ech- echelon above where it currently sits but that said i thought that this was like like i said well well played uh you know well performed well written not the stuff that i typically spend a lot of time with but i didn't i don't have any problems with it if this is your particular brand of hardcore that you prefer this is a very very good example of it for sure um, man, we haven't had anything bad to say tonight, have we? We're just a couple of nice guys couple saying of nice, nice things. Guys saying nice things. Yeah, sure. So uh, it's a it's a, it's a, it's a feel good show. It is a feel good show, isn't it? I hate to I hate to pivot to voicemails after only listening to five songs. Um, I mean, I guess we can let's go. Do one we, more. Yeah, let's do one more. We can go a little long tonight. No biggie. Um, I'd like to listen to to at least six songs. Yeah, it's our show. It's our show. Do whatever the fuck I want. Turn it off if you don't like it. Three. Okay, three is okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna get to talk about this. This is oh, r- wait. I rolled the wrong die. You rolled the wrong die. I rolled a d4. Uh, oh, you rolled a d4. Okay, that's that's not fair. We gotta roll the d5. One. Okay, one, one. Okay, cool, cool. This is actually this is another one that I was gonna check out regardless, just because I like how it looks and it's like oh yeah you know, okay I know I, like, I know what's going on with this. I like how it looks. I like how the folks in the band look. That's what I'm saying. I know. I think I know what I'm getting here. So. This is Janine's uh, with Don't Wait for a Sign. You can find this at Janine's, J-E-A-N-I-N-E-S dot bandcamp.com. This was described to me as like some jangle pop shit. It certainly looks like it. The people look to be of the correct age to be pulling from the right stuff that's going to immediately make me like it. Um, Let's see. They've got 
who's in the dark queued up to play. And I think there's a video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's also the video that's up top. Um, so, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll listen to that one. They know what they're doing. I trust them. So we're going to listen to the song Who's in the Dark by Janine's by Don't Wait for... Oh, <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm having a stroke, I think. We're going to listen to Who's in the Dark by Janine's off of their record Don't Wait for a Sign. This is on Slumberland. Oh, okay, that makes sense. A lot of sense. Okay, we just heard the song Who's in the Dark by Janine's off of Don't Wait for a Sign. As I told Nate uh, off air, this this sounded literally exactly how I knew it was going to so- sound the minute that I saw, okay, they're signed to Slumberland. Okay, I see the age and appearance of the people involved. I see how this is presented, and I know how it was described to me. I bet I can guess to the note how this is going to sound and it did and i wasn't bummed about it there's a lot of bell and sebastian in this there's a lot of like scottish like glasgow 90s lo-fi indie pop in this this is a style that's having a moment right yeah, now who was the other band that we had just like a couple weeks ago? well we had neutrals on the show which was very much in this yeah vein. but before that uh we had the stuff um no it wasn't before that it was more recently than that actually it was uh or no no i listened to it uh i, I that was some stuff i listened it was in the queue but i listened to it out of out of the we show had some Something on this show that sounded that, that, that was, was also a, in this vein. Yeah, that was a lot like this for sure. Um, so yeah, this this style is having a moment right now, and I'm not bummed about it. Especially considering the fact that like I've talked about it on this show before too. Like, if I'm inclined to listen to to softer music at all now, it's probably gonna fall in this like general wheelhouse or like post punk or something. I'm not listening, even though certain records that fall into this camp I still appreciate and enjoy quite a lot I'm just like not in the headspace for it uh I don't listen to like slow sad music but I'm also sometimes in the mood to listen to music that isn't screaming at me and this is my preferred brand of non-screaming at me music at this juncture in my life sure um yeah I'm, I'm pretty much a sucker for this when it's well done like every time uh, this is really good. Another yep. great example of it. I feel the same way. The singer sounded great. Yep, for sure. Um, you know, it was a catchy song. And all the songs on here are just, I get the feeling, just nice, catchy little ditties like that. And they're real short, which is yep. how this music is best presented. Yep. I mean, dude, every song on here, as it should be, all sub two minutes. It's Perfect. not It's not real bright and sunny. It's a little melancholy. It's for a little sure. bittersweet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I, I like this a lot. Yep, this is really good. I'm sure, you know, the, the last thing this band needed was uh, us to boost it, considering it's already out on Slumberland Records, yeah. you know. But and, and, and considering... Um, 
you know, the filth that comes out of our mouths most <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. The last thing they need. I always wonder about that when bands of this ilk, like, will they'll, they'll give me, like, a yeah. follow on oh, social media. God. I'm like, fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because, like, you know, like, neutrals followed me. It was like, hey, thanks for the kind words and shit. And I'm just like, dude. I hope you I, I hope you can hack it because you seem like nice people who make really great tunes, you know. So yeah. I, I really hope I don't injure you with something I right. say. Right, you right, know? right, right, right. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's call it there for for the night on music because that's uh, that's a nice joyous little note to end it on. Let's uh, let's listen to some voicemails. What's up, fuckers? Just got back from the gathering of the gullets. It was a two day fest of big old gullets. Some people have gullets have gotten bigger in the years. Some people have lost their gullets. Chowing down on fried food. You know, Nate, you have some competition in those This Is Hardcore gullities. Hate Freak sang songs about looking down the barrel of a toilet. Uh, Furrier 5 had the fire alarm going off. People were moshing and chilling. Uh, There's no beef, which is sick. Uh, the merch was cool. Uh, There's a rap core band playing. They were sick. Uh... I didn't go on any of the dating apps, so I don't know how many people were on Tinder asking for loves of their lives while they were cheating on their girlfriends from afar, or their partners, or whoever. Uh, yeah, uh, damn. Uh, gotta get my gullet growing, because next year I need to compete with the other ones. Those bros, they got their gullets. Like, shit. I'm gonna be real. Losing weight was not a good idea, because, man, my gullet ain't showing. I need to be able to chow down on that food like a motherfucker with nothing else to live for. Maybe one day me and you, Nate, can go at it and we can see you as the biggest fucking gullet. You might have it visually, but I might have it metaphorically. Jeez. Also, uh, I don't know. Listen to the new Always song. It's fucking sick. And if you're, like, too hardcore to listen to pop music, you're a fucking bitch. Straight up. Some of the best music of the past, like, year... Well, in my opinion, I've enjoyed a lot of the new pop music coming out, especially indie pop artists. This is over two minutes, please. It wasn't over two minutes. You did a good job, even though the limit is a minute and a half. But that—that's okay. You know what? You're doing—you're doing your best out here. So I've never heard the word "gullet" uh, uttered that many times I kinda, in a I single. Like it. Yeah, I liked the the repetition of the word. Uh, by the end of it, I it, it started losing its meaning for me. But yeah, that was uh, I, it sounded like a, a loose review of uh, AJ's at, uh, attendance at the This Is Hardcore Festival, which took ah. place a couple weekends. Ago. Yes, and I'm sure there were lots of gullets. Lots there. of gullets there. A lot of a lot of people aging out of their young, slender, svelte frames. That's right, and they're uh, they're inheriting the gullets that are rightfully earned by a lifetime of hate breed fandom. Yeah, I guess I'm working hard to get rid of mine. Yeah, I'm trying my best. I'm not working hard, but I'm. I'm working a little bit. I'm gonna for tell sure. you right now, the bitch tit blasting—it's helping a little bit. There's some more tightness up in I've here. I've lost a few slices of bologna. Yeah, top. for sure. I've, I'm down, like I told you yesterday. I'm down a couple more pounds. Um, I'm feeling better for sure. So we're getting I, there. I don't think I, I didn't even look at the lineup for this as hardcore fest. It you, was not particularly our, good. This our year. stance on fests like this is well. Yeah, I just—I don't. I'm not young enough to care. I, even when I was young, I really didn't like it. But especially now, the social aspect doesn't appeal to me at all. And there's nothing, nor has there ever been anything fun about seeing a zillion bands and that, like that, over a three-day period, you know, seeing what, like fucking 60 bands or something. It's just not how I like to enjoy music. It's never yeah. been my preference. So. Full of gulleted men checking their phones to make sure that the kids are fine. Yeah, for sure. Just not, not for me. No thanks.
Hey, what's up, boys? This is Zach Honeycutt calling in. Uh, grab a pen. I have a couple of demands and a couple of inquiries. Uh, number one, that flower band sounds more like Rita Repulsa from Power Rangers. So as a $10 patron, I demand that you listen to that. Um, <laughs> if you haven't, demand number two. If you haven't listened to that song Twin Plagues by Wednesday since you brought it up in the most recent episode, I demand that you listen to a minute of that or, you know, a minute or two to reappraise and hopefully vindicate my description of that specific song as do me in the emo. Thirdly, I was wondering if there are any releases within the past five years or so that you would consider all-time classics. For me, I would consider Just Another Day by Neverending Game, like a future Mount Rushmore record for, like, metallic hardcore, which is something I normally don't dig on too much. And uh, MS Paint, whatever they're doing, I think we're going to be talking about that shit for a long time. Uh, final inquiry, how are your balls doing? You still coming good for me? You still coming good? Okay, good. Uh, all right, love you guys. Okay, so I... Zach, I know you're hung up on the fact that I, I was not even, it was a light, it wasn't even a diss. I was going to say it was a light diss. It wasn't even a, a diss. It was just like a straight up like, yeah, I don't agree with your assessment of that song. And this is the second time you brought it up in a call. I, no, that's just not how I would, that's not how I would choose. I, I, and I misspoke the last time that we talked about it on the show too. I had, I had listened to that song. It just didn't register to me that that was the name of that record for whatever reason. I've listened to that shit a ton and no, I, I still wouldn't describe it as doomy emo. That's just not how I would describe the music. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I know you want to be vindicated. What song? I've, I have that record I've listened to. What song is he talking about? Twin Plagues, the title track. Oh. Um, I, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I don't, that's just, I'm not saying it's like wholly inaccurate. That's just, those aren't the words I would use to describe it. But I'm also a fucking pedantic weirdo about music descriptors and stuff. So I'm not saying that, that, that those words wouldn't successfully communicate the idea that you're trying to get across to somebody. It's just not how I would. You playing it right now? Yeah. No, no, it's it's shoot. So we just listened to just like the opening track, and I know how the rest of the song sounds. It sounds like a slow, it's shoegazy. My, it's like my bloody Valentine. Yeah, exactly. Would you describe my bloody Valentine as as doomy emo? I wouldn't, you know. Right. Or cloakroom is like a better contemporary analog. I wouldn't describe that as doomy emo. Um, or hum, hum has like dirgy slower tracks, especially on the newest record. Like, yeah, there is like a sludgy, fuzzy atmospheric quality to some of that stuff but that goes way back to the 90s far before emo had coalesced into the genre we understand it to be now so no i still don't think that your description is accurate and doom intrinsically implies something wholly thematically different than just the sound absolutely yeah and my balls are doing good they're still too big for my um for my liking i sit on them often but they're keeping me virile keeping me filled with testosterone are you listening to Rita Repulsa now? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, no, I I could tell you off off top. I'm I'm a big enough Power Rangers fan. Yes, the woman from Flower does sound a, a lot like Rita That's Repulsa. That's because it's a screeching woman. Well, yes, but it's a screeching woman of a very specific yeah, like. But like you know, know, you know what I'm saying. Specific like, type of voice. Yeah, but like in general, I don't think so. In general, I, I, I've heard her. I've heard plenty of women yell dudes, in bands dude, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But like dudes in general, uh huh, sound a certain way when they're going at it a certain way. Uh, it's just due to the anatomy of the vocal cords and the skull to an extent. Yeah, but there, nah, no. I, I, I think that I think she said still sounded more like uh, what's her nuts from fucking Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, maybe for sure. Yeah, 
Um, okay, let's hear the next one. All right. Hang on, I'm in a echoey room. One sec. <clears throat> Yo. Yo. Steve Smokey Johnson coming back at you again. You couple of fucking baloney tits. I'm also a baloney tits. Uh, you guys are talking about exercise, trying to not be fat anymore. Um, let me tell you what I've been doing. I've been also running, walking, you know, the half and half, about two or three miles, maybe every other day, something like that. But your boy been LARPing. Get out there and swing some fucking wacky bats and pretend you're, I don't know, a Dungeons and Dragons guy in real life with a bunch of other fucking sweaty idiots who smell bad. Go do that. That'll fucking get your ass right in shape. I did that for a couple days this week, and uh, I feel like shit. But I feel less fat and less stupid and more strong. LARP with your friends. Or go do the, the little fucking bouncy around thing at the hardcore show, whatever. See ya. I'm glad that you, you can have a good time doing that, but I, I, I know myself well enough to know that that's not the thing I would enjoy doing because it, it requires too much direct interaction with people that are already in my like immediate day-to-day peer group, and that's a thing that I've proven time and time again that I don't really have the capacity for or an interest in. I, I don't think... On the surface, uh-huh. LARPing sounds kind of fun. Sure, yeah. But the folks that LARP... Mm-hmm. I can't, yeah. I can't hang with them. No, and they can't hang with me. Exactly. I mean, again, as we've talked about time and time again on this show, and as we've demonstrated often in our personal lives, um, you know, if 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 by and large, if speaking broadly, I don't get down on like a close personal level with the vast majority of people that are into the even the things I like the most in my life, that my life is centered around since I've been a child, essentially at this point. Um, I don't have a lot of confidence in my ability to gel socially with people who are more on the periphery of my interests. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I get the I get the feeling I, I know folks that LARP. Let's sure, just, yeah. Let's just say that. So do right? I, yeah. Close to me. Mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh um seeing those folks yeah. and the folks that they hang out with that also LARP. Mm-hmm. I don't want to act like I'm hitting you with a fucking fake sword. No. I want to actually fucking beat you in the submission with it. There are groups that that do have like full contact stuff, which you seems know. like more interesting. But again, like there's yeah. folks that do real ass sword fighting, there, like there armor are. and sword. Oh yeah, fighting. I know. Trust me, I've lost, and, and that looks fun as shit. It looks mad fun, but it's an expensive. That's hobby. a whole nother type of person that I don't want to fucking deal with outside of that context, because you know, yeah, 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 those yeah. motherfuckers, oh, yeah. have all sorts of opinions about other shit that I just don't fucking care about or jive with. There's a lot of blood and soil ass motherfuckers yes. in that. In that group, yes, because I because I will go down the rabbit hole sometimes on YouTube of like watching like history or like especially like historical warfare lots videos, of, lots of undercuts and braided beards, yeah, lots of fucking Celtic runes, yeah, lots of dude. fucking Nordic shit. Because there's some there are some YouTubers that, who have very good like military history YouTubes, and occasionally they will veer into like talking about like social justice issues, and they show their hands real quick yeah. on that. I yeah. think it's a common. It's, thing. it's it's almost like the flip side. It's almost the the like flip side of 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 my experience with like larpers mm-hmm. is um you've got you've got those dudes yeah that are almost like um the exact opposite expression sure of the foam sword folk 
jerks. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And and either way. <laughs> either way, I just don't want to deal with in it. In either I direction. Want, I yeah. want to go at you right. like the real sword people. Right. But I don't want to be around either of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No doubt. And you and neither of them want to be around me. Right. Uh, okay. D. Smokey Johnson has a quick follow-up. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, once again, interjecting another time, D. Smokey. Uh, yeah, smoking is for pussies. I used to smoke cigarettes. I smoked cigarettes for like eight years. I quit about seven ago. Uh, it was fucking hard. But you know what? All you fucking smoking-ass indie rock kids smoking your goddamn little cancer sticks out when the fucking revolution comes, when society falls apart, either one, my uh, my non-smoker anarchist militant uh, death squad is going to hunt you down and take all of your cigarettes and use them to trade with uh, other Mad Maxian type individuals. So yeah, fucking quit smoking, get shit. Yeah, there for you sure. go. Don't for need sure. don't need to expound upon that Stop idea it. anymore. It's a well-established bad idea. Cut it out. There's the 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 jury's not out on that topic. Nope. It's gonna give you cancer. It makes you smell bad. It's not attractive. It's gross on every level, and it sucks. Full stop. Yep. All right. Hey, Demolition. What's up? How's everyone doing? I hope great. Yes. You calling Canada? Um, I was just listening to episode one twenty eight, and uh, it's the one where a couple of friends came on, and you guys were talking about Gray. You were talking about your experience with Chipotle and uh, why. It's strange that when they run out of tortillas, they do not just go to the Kroger right next door. So I'm with you that that is absurd. But here's the thing, and I, I don't mean this with any malice whatsoever. This is how you solve that problem. You order the burrito. You get the taco burrito bowl or the burrito bowl. You put that in your car. You go to Kroger. You open up the burrito pack or a tortilla pack. You grab one of them big boy tortillas, roll it up, stick it up your sleeve, leave, and now you got a burrito. It's that simple. This isn't to suggest that you personally have some sort of blinding reliance on the system. It's more to say that, uh, you know, sometimes you want a burrito, you got to make it. You got to make it happen because those retards over at the fucking Chipotle, they're not going to make it happen. Anyways, love you guys because uh, who gives a shit? Oh, he's absolutely fucking right. <laughs> he's dead on with that, man. He's absolutely <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> he's dead on. It's such a good idea. Yeah. Right? Why didn't I think of that? Right. <laughs> For sure. Why didn't I think of that? Uh, G. Michael Thomas, you're right, man. I don't know what to tell you. You've, I've, I've been shown up, and I'm glad you, you know, as you said, you spoke to me with no malice whatsoever. You just let me know how it is and how it sometimes needs to be. And you're right. So, like, what if? Could you just tell them? Can you just give me a bowl of the fillings? Yeah, that's what a burrito bowl is there. But not yeah, like nothing. Just give me a bowl of the fillings, yeah. and then I'll just go get my own chips. Yeah, sure. Because I like donkey chips better. Yeah, sure. You could do that. Yeah, hypothetically. I mean, the only reason that I'm ever going to Chipotle is out of expediency, though. So that would be my only rebuttal to this: is that I'm not going to Chipotle because I'm like, ooh, you know, it sounds good. You know what I mean? Chipotle <laughs> is a it is a purely 
it's a it's a pragmatic solution to a problem that's presented it's one, itself. It's one of the least offensive options for pragmatic. Exactly. You know. Yes. Yes. It's a it's a time consideration. You know. It's 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 a time ma- it's a it's a problem to a uh, time or it's a solution to a time management problem. Yeah. That's all it is. So. Your point is salient, but none, nonetheless, I don't often find myself in a position where I'm both going to have Chipotle uh, and also have the time to compose my own burrito. Okay. Right. So the next call is Tyler Hammer. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Tyler. Tyler, dude. Two minutes and 40 seconds. What are we What are we talking about here, buddy? You are, And here's the thing, too. You have your own podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, you would think... I don't call other people's podcasts. It's no. just not a thing I do, which I'm not disparaging anybody who does. I'm just saying not a thing I'm generally inclined to do. Uh, I managed to get it all out, you know, on my podcast every week. And I know you also do a weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not usually left with three minutes of thoughts after I get done recording. You know what I mean? I go home, I put on a YouTube video or a movie or I read a book and I'm done talking for the night pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, you know, rules is rules, man. I can't play a three minute call on this show. What is, yeah, the wall of text that I'm looking at in the, uh, in the transcript here is long. It seems like there might be a good story in here. It does look like there's a good story. I wish we could get the abridged version. Just figure out a way to say this in a minute and a half. If you think it bears repeating, call back in and give it another shot. Again, we only have this rule to save ourselves and to save our listenership, we're the ones who are long-winded on this show. It's not that it's wrong that you're long-winded. It's just that if we all get together with no restrictions, quickly we have a three-hour show on our hands and nobody wants that. So uh, for the sake of, of time management, we just got to gotta say no. So yep. let's listen to the next one. You know what? I, uh, I called and I don't even remember what the question was on the last episode when you were mentioning uh, something about... You know, the kid's not even being recognizable anymore, um, and I totally get you on that. Um, so now the few times that I've gone and flyered out at some shows, I just flyer directly to kids who look like they're in high school um, just because I have a feeling like they're going to – they're usually the ones that are showing up now. And it's so weird how I ended up being in this position of booking and promoting shows. I really did not think I was going to be that guy – holding you know part of this scene and at least in my town together and i just it it just i really didn't fucking expect it also uh i'm on youtube right now i don't like uh, you know what fuck it i was gonna say something fucked up but uh i I probably shouldn't anyways uh love you guys eat my ass there you go i appreciate the self-control there yeah. you know what i mean we it's a hard choice to make it's make a, it all the time it's a, it's a it's a choice we make on this show on almost a weekly basis almost a minute by minute on an almost a minute by minute basis for sure um so actually that this was a something i was just discussing with my girl uh yesterday which the idea of uh i need to probably start pr- pl- printing out physical flyers for upcoming shows and handing them out to the young people that are attending the shows that I'm throwing with the idea that like, Hey, distribute these among your peers who yeah. aren't already. Cause I have a social media page for the bug house, but like if you don't already know about it or if you're not, cause young people, some young people aren't on Instagram. Some pe- young people are just like, that's fucking elder millennial shit. I'm not on that. I'm on TikTok. who get old people are on Instagram and I'm certainly not going on TikTok. 
TikTok. So uh, there's, you know, I have a limited amount of time and interest in promoting shit on social media at all. So yeah, I think I'm probably going to start giving out uh, physical flyers to like young kids at shows. Good idea. I yep. like flyers, always have. Yep. I used to love collecting them. And I make, I, I've gotten decent at making flyers too Big now. NFT flyers. Ooh, NFT flyers. Now we're fucking talking. That That's going to attract the type of person I absolutely don't want at shows. Certainly not around high schoolers. Well, at least you can attract their money. Indeed. Uh, and also, yeah, it is weird how sometimes you fall into a role like that. But I found that if you're in a, a city where there's not uh, an already like, pre-existing, like thriving subcultural community, um, sometimes if you want to see good shows, you just got to book them. You know what I mean? What is that? What is that phrase? DIY? Well, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it seems to ring a bell. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> to, to repeat the, the, the dressing down that we just gave our buddy Tyler, you know, G. Michael, you, you already got one call in, and you hit exactly the minute and a half. It's kind of astounding how you can hit the exact minute and 30, honestly. And also three minutes. But also three minutes, which is the literal limit. Like, right. the, the voicemail cuts off It's all, It's minutes. almost like he can only, like, speak in factors yeah. <laughs> of, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, for sure. So you already have one call on the show this week. Now you have both, and we just got them as we were recording this show. They just came in, like, an hour ago. A three-minute call and then a minute-and-a-half-long call. There's no way in good conscience I can play either of those because we already played one one call that exactly hit the limit of what we asked for on this show. So if you again, I'll repeat what I said to to Tyler, to you, if you feel like you have some good ideas in here and you probably do the hell, minute, we can revisit the minute and a half one next week. Yeah, for sure. I can leave the minute and a half one there. If it's a if it's a complete idea. Cool. If not, you know, shoot me a message and let me know. I know you listen week to week. So, uh, not, you know, I'm sorry to bum you out, but it's, that's a lot of fucking talking, my guy. Why aren't we doing the minute and a half one right now? Because he already had a, had a minute and a half we long call on here. We fucking Johnson like 10 times in a row. <laughs> that's true. Okay, let's just listen to the minute and a half one then. It just seemed like it was a continuation from what I can tell uh, of the, trans, the, the, the transcript here that it might be a continuation of the three-minute call. So let's see. Let's listen to it and see if we can infer what was said in the three minutes prior. Okay, okay. Okay, G. Michael Thomas calling again. Call number two. Really hate doing this, but I'm just a blabbermouth. I want to get the rest of the idea out. So what I was trying to reference, because, uh, you know, often these calls are prompted by things you guys say, um, but it's nothing personal to make these comments in my mind. But you guys often talk about things like um, specifically the one that triggered this was like when Gray was like, oh, the the arrow of time does not point towards justice. And... And, I mean, there are lots of anecdotal examples of how it does. But there's also just as much anecdotal evidence that it kind of does point towards justice and that as time goes on, more and more best possible outcome for the most amount of people is actually the common thing. And so I was wondering, what are your guys' thoughts on this kind of general thing you know, based on what I said in my previous message, like, do you find that you struggle with the almost unavoidable uh, cognitive distortions or evolutionary fallacies that seem to get in the way of um, what you might be able to call an objective take on reality and what's happening in the world? Uh, hopefully that was all clear and uh, appreciate the show. And have a good one. 
Okay, so it seems like we do need that three minutes. I here's let's put a pin in this question. Okay, we'll listen to this off air and come back with an answer for it. I maybe it can I be the preamble feel, to the next. Number show. one, I don't feel prepared to. I don't feel prepared to just off the dome. Yeah, I, with this. Yeah, let me speak because, extemporaneously about the the ethical implications <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. of of so, like. The, but also because I also feel like we did maybe miss some important stuff in the first three minutes that we're not going to listen to because it's three minutes long. Yeah, we can listen to it off air, and then maybe we can prepare some statements. It can be the preamble for next week. It can be the week. preamble for next week because there are good. There's there's good ideas presented here for sure. You ask some good and compelling questions. No doubt. I immediately have some thoughts that come to mind, but now I would like to hear the complete idea and the complete question that was presented. So let's here. just let's just maybe get back at us with a minute and thirty. Yeah. A bridge version of the setup for this punchline. Well, we can like I said, we can just listen to the three minutes off air, right? The two of us. It'll prompt we have access to well, it. Well let's 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 yeah, okay. We'll listen to it and then the, at the start of next episode, I'll I'll bring well, some notes. We'll hit you with some more bummer shit. Yeah, at the for start sure. Of next episode. There's no way, based on what I just heard in this minute and a half, in combination with the other three minutes, that I'm going to have answers that are going to induce smiles and joy. No. There's not a fucking chance. Right? <laughs> We're talking about the the arc of time, you know, time arcing towards justice, and I got some strong fucking feelings about that. So, yeah. Um, I've got some strong fucking visions of like Warhammer 40k being our inevitable fucking future. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And I can get real uh, real quick. I can get on my fucking Peter Singer philosopher shit and talk about like people's ethical obligation to reduce suffering of others and how nobody is prepared to make that leap, including us. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make it the preamble for the next episode, but I'll listen to the rest of that call off air and, and we'll, we'll tell, take some notes. So let's, uh, let's call it there for the evening. We've well, already we got some texts. Oh, we do have a couple texts. Don't we? I was, I jumped the gun. I was, I was so happy to get out of here. Thoughts, thoughts of the Gulch cover of monkey gone to heaven and also thoughts on drug church's cover of a mighty, mighty Boston song. We heard the Gulch cover of monkey gone to heaven. Pointless. Pretty pointless. Have fun. See ya. Yeah, for sure. You like it? It does nothing for me. It's but I get being in a band. It's fun to cover songs. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so a good song. Pixies, good band. Why wouldn't you want to play a Pixies song? Yeah, absolutely. Have fun with it. Didn't hear the Drug Church cover of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tone song, but I kind of want to listen to that just because it seems like they could might do an interesting take on that, and they don't have a horn section, so I would be interested to see if they like. Had a had some horn players come in. Well, we can listen to it. I don't want to listen to it. It's we've been on this show for almost two hours already. I want to fucking go home and eat some popcorn. Okay. Uh, so then we've got uh, what's your opinion on punks getting pissed about Courtney Kardashian repping Zionos Crow and Giza merch? Shit is hilarious seeing everyone lose their minds about it. Uh, I saw this picture. Um, I gotta assume that is, is I think Courtney Kardashian is the one that dates uh, Travis Barker. I think I have no idea. I'm not really entirely sure, but I think that that is the one that dates Travis Barker. And Travis Barker, um, you know, for as intolerable as he appears to be, uh, I think likes actual punk and hardcore. I'm sure that Kourtney Kardashian's a real <coughs> big fan of, yeah. of those bands. Guess what? I don't have an opinion on it because my only, only opinion about the Kardashians is that they deserve to be put against a wall with the rest of them. Yeah, I really, I think for real, man. I, I mean, I, among, I, among the first to go. I will say, like... Again, this has been a recurring theme this evening, but celebrity of that sort and wealth of that sort <clears throat> is, especially, we'll talk about the combination of two wealth-based celebrity, 
um, is a kind of thing that I don't fuck with even on an ironic level. Like my girl and like friends that I have, they'll like watch the Kardashians because, oh, it's funny. They're so stupid and whatever. I don't have any tolerance for it at all. And it evokes in me like a deep anger. Uh, I don't think these people are worthy of life. I don't, I, I don't, they, they certainly aren't worthy of attention. No, at the um, very least. I, I w- explain to me exactly mm-hmm. why they're famous. Yeah. And what they've ever done for anybody. Yeah, for sure. I don't understand. I, I, I really don't understand. I think it really does speak to, I've always considered this though. I really, it just speaks to an inherent fucking, um, weakness. Yeah, absolutely. You know, folks that give a shit about these people, um, watch out for them. Absolutely. For sure. Here's yeah. a picture of her wearing a eating back to life shirt with Travis Barker. I'll tell you what the fucking deal is. Cause I'm sure she's never fucking listened to that record. Yeah. I don't really give a fuck either. Uh, my sister, my brother-in-law for one of my sisters is, you know, passingly into hardcore. Sure. Used to be when he was younger. Right. Hardcore of the, this is hardcore fest sort of hardcore. Sure. Yeah. Right. He took my sister to a show. Mm-hmm within the past six months. Okay. She had never, and I, I can't remember who it was. And it was a, a hardcore show, but like one of those bigger hardcore sure, shows. Yeah. The site that like, oh, who gives a fuck, right? Right, yeah. Um, my sister has never, ever, ever, ever expressed any interest in anything like this. Yeah. She is merely along for the ride because that's what her man is into. Right. And that's exactly what's happening here. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Who gives a shit? And that swings both ways. Either one, both of these people slowly sink them to the bottom of the fucking ocean and let the let them realize every second of pressure crushing their bodies ever smaller. Yeah, if I if I uh, if if my uh, authoritarian iron fists were uh, gripping the reins of power, I'd disfigure these people and banish them to the desert. The this this class of person would be the single most miserable and persecuted class if my finger were on the button. Absolutely, they're the first to the re-education You would have camps. to prove to me why. Pro- prove to me why I don't get rid of you right now. Yeah, I'd make you grovel just to uh, give you give you a resounding no at I'd the ga- end. I'd anyway. gather up everything they own and burn it in front of them, and then throw them out in the fucking Antarctica. I'd throw have I, fun. I would I would I would toss them in uh, in a into like um, a, an arena with the most trodden upon. Uh, I, I folks would, in I, our society I, I, and armed those people. I would people. make them true celebrities yeah. and let, let them let them and all of their ilk live out the remainder of their lives Lord of the Flies style on a fucking island that they can't get off of. Yep. Let's, let, let's make you truly famous. <laughs> Indeed. Let history really remember you. Um, so, okay, let's call it there for the evening. Boy, aren't you, aren't you glad that we didn't get to delve into the answer to G. Michael Thomas's <laughs> questions? Uh, so if you want to submit, uh, any music, it is demo, listen, podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the year the release is a year or less, uh, a year or less old from the time of release. Boy, I'm, I'm quickly losing the ability to speak. Um, it's, it's, it's the frothing it is. rage. It really is, Kardashian. dude. I'm, I'm derailed now. Um, if you want to leave us a message, but please, again, keep it succinct. Don't call a bunch of times in the same week just for the sake of everybody's sanity and uh, a smooth running show. You can call us at 260-222-8341. You can also text us if you don't have any confidence in your ability to succinctly uh, state what you want to say. It often helps me. I'm much longer winded when I talk out loud than I am in text. Um, and then if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. I could tell you what all the 
benefits are and stuff, but you can just go to the website and look for yourself. It's good. We do cool things. It's fun. We're nice. We're nice, funny, cool, entertaining guys. You you love spending your time with us. Every Lighthearted, week. funny guys. Yeah, this is just guys that are easy to be around, easy to be in relationships with. If you ever see me in the street, feel free to come right up to me. <laughs> so uh, thanks to everybody who listens to the show. We appreciate you genuinely, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next week.